Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Thrivebetic podcast. My name is Kate and I am your host and for this first episode I wanted to share my story living with type 1 diabetes and talk a little bit about this podcast and what you can expect from here on out. On this podcast, I plan to cover a range of different things that have all to do with diabetes. What I really want this to be is about interviewing people who have diabetes and who have overcome things or learned how to deal with diabetes better in their everyday life and whether that's learning how to become more confident, um, overcoming mental health struggles, traveling with diabetes, playing sports with diabetes, all those things. I am 24 years old right now and I was diagnosed when I was 10 years old so I'm coming up on my 14 year anniversary with diabetes which is insane to me that I've lived more of my life with diabetes than without it and oh my gosh I think that I am learning in my a more adult life, how to be confident with diabetes, and especially right now. When I was younger, I really struggled with it. Being 10 years old, I mean, that's a very young age to tell someone that they're going to have a very demanding disease for the rest of their life. And I think that that really helped me to become very responsible, I would say. But it definitely affected my mental health in ways that I didn't realize at the time until I got older. And um, living with that from the time I was 10 years old until the time that I graduated high school, the main thing that I remember is hiding it from everyone. I basically avoided telling anyone that I was diabetic um, and all the way up until I graduated. I mean, I would just hide it for every chance that I got. And I didn't have an insulin pump or anything like that. I just did shots for a really long time. And that was kind of part of it too, was I didn't want to get an insulin pump because I knew that it made my diabetes a lot more noticeable. So that was really a struggle for me growing up. I think the reason that I hit it so much is because of all the misunderstandings that I felt when I was telling people about diabetes, I heard all the ignorant things like, did you eat too much sugar or can you eat that? All those things and kind of just feeling a lot of guilt and shame about it when I was younger and really just hiding that. So that's the main part that I struggled with is just feeling confident in my diabetes. So like I said, I hid that from everyone. Um, But other than that, I really did not struggle with my blood sugars very much. Um, I kind of label myself as a perfectionist and luckily I didn't have too many highs and lows growing up. Um, It was pretty well stabilized and I didn't have an A1C over 7 other than when when I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. So I really kept it in control like all throughout my childhood growing up to the time that I graduated high school with it. So I didn't struggle with that very much. Um, But of course, you know, you're going to have highs and lows here and there. And I do remember growing up and um, just feeling so mad at myself when I did have those periods of 
high elevated numbers because I was sick or stressed or whatever it was. I specifically remember that throughout my childhood and even um, in college up until now, I still struggle with that. And being able to be nice to myself and give myself grace when I'm not having the best blood sugar days. So that's something that I've really tried to work on since graduating high school because my mental health with diabetes hit an all-time low my sophomore year of college. I think being in college and being away from my parents who were there to support me and help me was definitely difficult. I I became more confident about my diabetes and telling people about it, but um, the stress of college and just lots of different things going on in my life, plus having diabetes, I definitely became very angry at my chronic illness and just resentful that I had to deal with these things and the other people that I know didn't have to deal with them at all. So um, I really bottled that up a lot though. I didn't talk about it very much and I think that it all came to a head. Um, Like I said, around the time of my sophomore year of college, I was really struggling mentally with type 1 diabetes and I was having numbers like all over the place and that was of course making it so much worse because I was blaming myself. I felt shameful about it. I didn't want anyone to know about it because if they didn't have diabetes then I felt like they don't understand and um, I'm going to get blamed by them too. They're going to say that it's my fault and all those things. So that was very difficult for me. And during that time, I did decide to go see a therapist um, that deals specifically with type 1 diabetes, which I found out is actually very rare to have a therapist who deals with that specifically. So I was very, very lucky to have that resource. And that was pretty amazing. Um, I didn't do the counseling for that long. It definitely helped. But at that point, I think that I really, really just had a lot of emotions to process with diabetes. And it kind of just all had to come to the surface. Like I remember going to that therapist and just like breaking down like I could barely even get a sentence out about how much I was struggling with it without bawling my eyes out so that was very difficult but like I said it was a time where I really really needed to just process those emotions and get it out there and it helped a lot um I think that mental health and chronic illness probably isn't talked about enough but I know that people who have chronic illness struggle a lot more with shame and guilt of feeling like their body betrayed them. Um, I felt like that a lot and just feeling angry, like, why do I have to deal with this? And blaming yourself a lot, like being way too hard on yourself. I dealt with all of that and it was very difficult and it's still something that I'm working through. And the fact that diabetes a lot of times does... Um, manifest in our younger years when we're children or um, maybe like teenagers growing up, I think that that makes it difficult too because it's leaving a really big impression on you and at that age, you usually don't know how to process it. Like I don't think at 10 years old, I really knew how to process the fact that I was going to have such a demanding disease to deal with 24-7. And like I said, just feeling completely misunderstood by everyone and having people not understand 
what I was going through was something that was an added stress to me. It felt very heavy and sometimes it still does. So if you are someone struggling with your mental health and related to diabetes, I definitely encourage you to go see a therapist, even if they're not diabetes um, specific, that's not their specific um, area of focus. I think that going to see someone and trying to process um, even just your diagnosis story and how that's affected you and working through the emotions of diabetes is very, very helpful. So I highly recommend that and I definitely would like to get back into therapy um, related to diabetes just to deal with those everyday highs and lows because it is so demanding. So that's something that I think about a lot um, is my mindset and my mental health around, around diabetes. So I've definitely become a lot more confident in having type 1 diabetes and kind of owning that. I met a really close friend who is also diabetic. I went through sorority recruitment my sophomore year as well and met someone who was also type 1 diabetic and we ended up joining the same sorority and just bonding over the fact that we had diabetes. I never really had a super close diabetic friend so that has been amazing and her name is Heather. She's actually going to come on the podcast next. I'm really excited to talk with her. But she has helped a lot, honestly, in just having someone to lean on and talk to who actually gets it and just not feeling as alone. So that's been great. And she also really encouraged me to try an insulin pump. So it was also around my sophomore year, I think, of college when I decided to try an insulin pump. And I was, of course, very nervous about it because I was like, Uh, I don't want something attached to me and what if it gets caught in something or like is it going to be annoying to sleep all of those questions I was like I just don't know like I've been so used to just doing shots that I don't know about this but I did decide to try it and I got a med a medtronic 630g I believe it was the model of it Um, That's the one I got and I actually ended up loving it and I've had it ever since. I still love it so much and I can see how it's made my life just so much easier and all my fears about is it going to be annoying and is it going to get caught in things? Of course it has before, but um, that all just went away when I actually was able to try it out. So I've loved that ever since. Um, It's also helped regulate my blood sugars even more, I would say, just because it's a lot more convenient to um, put in units and do all that instead of having to step away or whatever it is to take injections. So I have loved the insulin pump and I actually am getting a brand new one Next month, I believe, I'm going to try the T-Slim since my Medtronic is out of warranty. So that means I've had it for over four years now. So that's how long I've had the insulin pump. And I will definitely do an episode on how I like the T-Slim coming up. But I would definitely say having the insulin pump has for sure made me more confident in my diabetes because since you have something attached to you, you do have to just be more mindful of the fact that people are going to notice that there's something attached to you and people are always going to make comments about it and that kind of thing. And I think that being able to work through my diabetes, mental health struggles and all that has helped me become more confident about having diabetes. I think that now I 
don't feel as mad when I'm misunderstood or when people don't know what the pump is or when they make an ignorant comment about it. It used to really bother me a lot, but it definitely doesn't anymore because now I just kind of think like, how are they supposed to know? And if they don't know about diabetes, then I do have an opportunity right now to educate them about it. Or if I don't feel like talking to them about it, then whatever, who cares? It doesn't really matter that much if someone doesn't understand why I have diabetes or what type it is or how I got it, all that stuff. It doesn't really matter to me that much anymore. I think that I've grown a level of confidence where I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care if you think that this is a pager, even though I don't know literally anyone who carries a pager around. But um, yeah, it's just something that I kind of laugh about now when it's very misunderstood. So having the pump has helped me gain more confidence. And um, even now, more than when I first got it, when I first got it, I definitely was trying to hide it a little bit more. But now I just, I don't care too much. Like I'll let it be out, um, like on my pocket shown instead of like hidden inside of my sweatshirt or something like that. I don't care as much if it's out. And now that it's summer with type one diabetes, it's like almost impossible to hide it anyway. So you kind of have to grow a level of confidence to be able to wear it and just be like, whatever, like, I don't care if I'm wearing a bikini, I'm going to let it show doesn't matter that much. Um, I'm just going to rock it. And that's kind of like the place that I've gotten to with my diabetes. And I kind of want to be that for other people too, um, to just be able to say that it's okay to show off your medical device and just not have to hide it from people. Because like I said, when I was younger, I hid it like it was my job. I did not let anyone know that I had type 1 diabetes and I also didn't see very much representation out there of other people with diabetes who were just like rocking it and being like, yes, I have type 1, like I'm just going to own it. So I think that I would love to be that for other people to just say like, it's okay to show it off. And even in um, like television too, like I didn't really see anyone on TV or like just in any show where someone had type 1 diabetes. It's actually funny because on Netflix, they released the Babysitter's Club. I think that's what it's called. Um, and I had never seen that show. Maybe it was released when I was younger. It probably was, but I never saw it. And I was just watching it because I just decided to put something on. And I remember seeing one of the main characters, she had type 1 diabetes. And I was like blown away because I had never seen representation of type 1 diabetes in someone younger. So I thought that was absolutely amazing. If you have not seen it, I highly recommend The Babysitter Club. Um, that could have been like life-changing for me as a 12-year-old to see another girl with diabetes in a show and just like being okay about it. Um, I also related to this character a lot because in the beginning she did hide it from all of her friends and didn't tell anyone because of how misunderstood it is. So I absolutely loved that and I highly recommend going to check that out. Anyways, that is kind of my shortened version of my type 1 diabetes story and kind of some things that I've really struggled with and dealt with over the years of having type 1 diabetes. Of course, I will be talking a ton more about all the experiences I've had and things that I've had to overcome having type 1 diabetes, but I wanted to just give a little 
blurb of my story and um, how I got here and just wanting to talk with other type 1 diabetics about their stories and the things that they've dealt with to help other people overcome these things too. So thank you so much for tuning into this first episode and you can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram at Thriveabetic, the way that it's spelled in this podcast title. And I'm also on TikTok at Thriveabetic. So go connect with me there. Um, and I cannot wait for the next episode.